Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC and Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and my co-host today is Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show today. I'm looking forward to it. And I've had a busy week just uh, hanging out here at the home studio, working a lot, and uh, taking walks with the family has basically been my drill for the past, I don't know, what what are we now, two months, month and a half? It could be. Yeah. yeah you've, been, you've been home most of that time. We've been, we've been here in and out of the office from uh, time to time, but we have been doing some stuff remotely and some stuff through like Zoom or something like that to, to sure. contact clients. So, yeah, so uh, today I thought uh, we'd talk about retirement rumors to ignore. Wow, rumors, huh? Rumors, yeah. Now there's a lot of rumors. That, and, uh, that was a good album back then, wasn't it? By yeah, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah, that was a classic, <laughs> one of the one of the all-time greats, actually. But uh, yeah, so I imagine there's a lot of misconceptions, myths, um, things people hear out there, uh, rumors about, oh, I should probably do this. But um, a lot of them will get you into bad financial shape and aren't going to help you in retirement. So yeah, um, some of them just stop you from re- from like saving because you don't like we'll talk about it. But you know, you yeah, don't, you don't think you you don't think you make enough to save sure. anything. So, sure. Stuff so, like that. But how have you been? Are, are you've been going into the office working hard? You said uh, are you yeah. getting outside at all? Uh, I have. I've been doing some yard work and I actually golfed a few times. But uh, we've been carrying our bags instead of using carts. So. <laughs> building up workout. those arm it, muscles. You know, it, yeah. Well, well, it's uh, you know you got forty pounds on your back and you're walking six miles. So, um, it's, wow, uh, pretty pretty good workout. So, yeah. Um, yeah so everything's good on on our home front and um, good, good. Well, so I want to congratulate my daughter. She got a Fulbright scholarship. Oh so that'll wow! Be, that'll be congratulations. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. My son's uh, starting a new job, so he's uh, everything's good. Wow. Yeah, things are going good there. That sounds great. Now, um, I think this is going to be a good topic because, Chris, there are a lot of ideas that float around out there about planning for retirement and what to do with your finances. And I think it's going to be helpful to sift through the bad and keep the good advice. And I know in your position, you've seen you've seen it all. You've seen the mistakes people make. So you can kind of give us a a warning and and help our listeners avoid some of these pitfalls. All right. So some people come in and they say, you know, how much do I need? And again, that's a personal question because it depends on other factors. So if you have various sources of retirement income, like if you just have, let's say you just have social security, you don't have a pension, you don't have any annuities that are going to drive income to you. Well, then you're going to need a bigger number. 
right? Because most yep. people aren't going to be able to just live off of Social Security. Um, but some people are fortunate. They work in industries or they're part of a union or teachers or things like that where they do have um, pensions, and some of them are quite sizable. So, Yeah, so if then, you work for the state or the government, you're going to get a decent pension. Right, so then um, um, you don't need – and that's that you shouldn't, but you don't need to save as much as, as someone who doesn't have those coming in. I have a, that's a, true. A good, I have a good friend of mine who uh, we went to law school together, and I was always worried that, uh, you know, he spent everything he had and he made. But uh, lo and behold, when he uh, retired, he had a phenomenal pension. Like, I thought it was like he actually cashed out his pension one year. And she goes, no, that's what I get every year. I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> and I guess you didn't need to save. So, but, yeah. um, yeah, so it was, it, it really depends on, on, so there's, what I'm trying to say is that there's just no magic number. So, um, yeah. Look, so what's, I, I mean, a, what's another one? What's another rumor that out there that you've heard that we should be ignoring? Yeah. Don't want to sound pessimistic, but there's people who just say, well, everything will work out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. that's really not a plan, you know. So, um, no. you know, if everything's just going to work out, uh, I I don't know that your retirement dream is going to work out like you think it was going to work out because things happen in life. You know, you might lose a job. You don't get a pension. Uh, or we've even seen companies that had pensions that they had to reduce the pensions. And there's several, especially I think some of the um, auto industry pensions and things like that. So people are counting on, let's say they're counting on 500 bucks a week, and they and now they come back and they say, hey, it's only going to be 250 a week. Or we've even some seen some with, uh, I think, police and fire here where they said, well, retirees, we're not going to pay for health insurance anymore. It's like, wow. So, Yikes. you know, so, yeah. so, there, so there's, you know, a, a, a kick in the can there and, and okay, so now you got to come up with another fifteen hundred dollars a month on your own to pay for your health insurance. So, yeah, yeah so, that's that's you know, no good. Everything worked health out insurance fine. is expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that a re- someone who's retired, someone in their sixties, health insurance is probably going to run. You know, if you're not on Medicare yet, so if you're in between, and there's some um, some places that didn't pay into Medicare, so they have to buy their own. So. It, it's got to be a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks a month, so that yeah. that could be a real damper. So um, uh, everything that's going to work out fine is probably not um, <laughs> probably not a strategy, if we say. No, so another, no, that no. makes sense. And so I, I think it's really important uh, that our listeners understand these, and I'm sure they have more questions. So before we move on, why don't you let our listeners out there know how they can get a hold of you? Sure. You can call us at uh, 440-886-3550 or check out our website at brooksidetax.com. And we wrote a book, um, actually we wrote two books and we have a third book coming up. The first one was um, The Back Nine and that's all about investing primarily for retirement. So you, if you call Regina, she'll, she'll get you a copy of that. And uh, the other one was Rounding Third, which is uh, our estate planning book. Um, so either one of those you can you can grab from uh, from Regina when you call in. All right. So now we're talking about uh, how you know there's a lot of rumors out there. I think the first one you mentioned is there's no one magic number when it comes to retirement. 
and then <laughs> everything will just work out fine. Some people think that. Uh, you can't have that attitude about it. You have to have a plan in place. Uh, tell us another rumor that you've heard regarding retirement. I've heard that in order to to receive, you know, good returns on your money, you have to be aggressive in the market. That's not always the case or um, because oftentimes when people try to do that, they try to time the market. They try to jump in and out of the market. You know, market's uh, volatile. Let's get get in when it's, you know, going down and out when it's going. But we talked about this in other shows, you know, studies have shown that it's better to just stay invested in, and the time that you're in the market um, is more important than jumping in and out of the market. Because we I think we, I think it might've been our last show. We talked about fidelity study about, yep. uh, you know, missing the 10 best days in the market over the last 10,000 days. Your, your returns are half of what they could have been. And that's just 10 days. I mean, 10 days. I mean, if you're so basically, and generally those those best days are when things are volatile, you know, uh, like today, when, and it, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic, you know, the market really tanked for a while and now it's coming back. So people trying to jump in and you never know what the right time is. You know, it's really easy to Monday morning quarterback it, you know, real you know, you really probably shouldn't have thrown that down the middle and, and it got picked off, right? Well, it's easy to say on, on Monday. Right. But, you know, when it's Sunday and the heat of the battle, you don't really have that um, luxury uh, forethought. So, yeah. Yeah. Another one exactly. would be a couple of the rumors are um, how much bonds you want in your portfolio uh, for safety. Generally, I say whatever your age is. So if you're, uh, uh, 60, then you should probably have 60% in bonds and 40% in the market. But uh, I, I don't really go for that because especially in very low interest rate environments, um, the bonds are kind of risky. So Tony, we've talked again on other shows is as interest rates go up, sounds counterintuitive, but as interest rates go up, bond values go down. So, so for someone to, th- you know, think of this logically, you know, so if you bought a bond at 2%, if interest rates go up to six, your bond's not really worth much because someone could just go buy a new bond for six, right? So yeah, if you, if yeah. you paid, if you paid a hundred thousand for your bond and, and now, now it, interest rates go up to six. So, well, someone could pay $33,000 and get the same interest that you're getting. So, so, Interest rates are really low, so bonds are kind of risky right now. Um, so we've, we've used other strategies. Sometimes we take some of that money and we just give it to an insurance company and just try and get the best interest we can and let them take the, the, the market risk. So um, be, be careful when people say, look, you're, you're 60, you got to have 40, 60% or 40% in the market. You know, that's just a rule of thumb. So rule of thumbs are, are, are tough to just gauge by. Um, another one is... Uh, um, you know, the rule of four was basically if you could just withdraw 4% for the rest of your life, everything should be fine. May or may not. depends how you have things invested. If, if, you're, if your investments are not earning anything, we've seen people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting at a bank earning nothing. Oh. Right? And it's not really their fault. They've just been bank people all their lives and um, they don't really want to trust the market and they don't know, they don't know where to turn. And so... Th- and then the annuity um, um, news out there is, uh, you know, everyone on TV is always um, 
slamming annuities that they're bad things, but the annuities are meant for retirement. That's what, I mean, they're not meant for people who are 20 years old. They're meant for retirement income. So those are things that maybe you can use those to um, replace CDs and bonds because CDs are paying nothing and bonds got this interest rate risk we just talked about. So, so really just don't rely on rules of thumb. Um, you know, they're, they're there, they're rules of thumb. They're not, they're not gospel. So, uh, it might be a good starting point, but people tweak them. So we might start out and say, Hey, you're 60, you should look into having 40% of the market. And, and then it depends on how, look, it depends on how much you have saved too. So if, if you saved a lot of money, let's say you saved a couple million bucks, you have the ability to one half of the brain says, we have $2 million. We can afford to take the risk. Yeah. The other, ha- the other half of the brain, generally the wife, she's probably three, <laughs> three, three quarters of the brain. She says, we have a couple million dollars. We don't need to take the risk. So, you know, somewhere between those is, is the happy medium. So probably closer to the yeah. wife's happy medium. So, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it's odd. People joke about that. And we're, we're kind of kidding about it now, but, when we sit down doing meetings, I don't know what percentage of time, but more than half the time, so it's not getting done unless the wife agrees, right? So um, yep. for all these macho guys out there say, well, I take care of all the finances. Yeah, until your wife says no, right? So, <laughs> exactly. So just, and, and actually, some of the meetings, we say, look, if you don't bring your spouse, we need to reschedule because this is not happening Alone. Yeah. So no. Um, so no. If you so you we're have just to, talking you have about to rules do it of thumb. Okay. So uh, another popular rumor. Uh, let's see. Popular rumor would be that I don't make enough money to save. Ah. Uh, yeah, I've heard that one a lot. I've used, in fact, Chris, I've used that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I could see if you're in a poverty level or look, if you're, if you're struggling and you're in your twenties and you're, you know, just, just barely getting by. But, um, once you get a reasonably decent job, you should be able to save at least 10%. I mean, I mean, look what's going on now and how many people are not eating out as much. They're probably saving money right now if, you know, if, if they have a job, right? So, so things like that, that you don't have enough to save that, that, that's, that's just an excuse to not save. Or that you just think you're going to get this great job in the future and you'll start saving then. So, um, you know, 10% and a minimum, I try to tell people 20, 25%, which is kind of crazy. But, uh, um, you know, if you say 10% of your gross, which is probably 20% of your net or something like that, but you, you should be able to, to save and save early. You know, we talked about compounding interest. It's the eighth great wonder of the world and things like that. So we really need to, and, it, and it's, it's a good habit too. Right. So if you can start early in your, in your twenties, when you first get your job and you just have a habit of putting money away, you know, when you come to be 60 years old, there'll be money there. But if you don't get into that habit, there's not going to be money there. And, uh, mm. we, like we talked about saving for kids, uh, college, you know, yep. when, when our kids were young, we set up those 529 plans and we put money in every month, come hell or high water. So, and the way to do that was systematically, just take it out of your checking account every month. So we had the um, the plan just pull money from our checking account every month for 
for our two kids and put it in their in their accounts and and at the end of the day there was money there for to pay for college and um and it wasn't that it was the greatest decade it was probably the worst decade in history to to invest in but it's, <laughs> right but if we didn't put anything away it wouldn't be there wouldn't be anything there so no you know no. because that decade was you know our, our kids just got out of college and a year or so and so that that decade was you know the decade to you know after 911 so that wasn't really the greatest decade to, to invest no. in. But but if we no. didn't put money away, you know, I see clients say, yeah, we need to start saving for college, and their kids are 16. Like, it's a little late, right? So, um, yep. So, again, unless you're in a poverty, you know, if you're making eight bucks an hour, then you probably may be not saving too much money. But if you're making 20 bucks an hour, you know, you're making eight, 800,000 bucks a week, you should be able to save some money. So, um, yeah, I think everybody could could do a little better saving money. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think we all saving is is something a lot of people struggle with, especially uh, when you know a lot of people say, "I can't. I live paycheck to paycheck." Well, look at what you're spending your money on. Yeah, Are I mean, there was really? a, wasn't there there was probably a book coming out maybe well, I don't know maybe twenty years ago. I remember that book called The Millionaire Next Door. Oh yeah, you, that's a read, good yeah. one. Yeah, it's like. Yep. How did that guy who was a janitor, no offense to janitors, right? But how yeah. does he save a million dollars? It's like, well, because they watched what they spent. They didn't eat out. You know, you eat out four or five times a week. You know, That's a I, lot of I, money. And, I, and, I, and yeah. I'm guilty of it, too, because. Uh, Starbucks not, not, every not, day? Yeah, not no, I'm not a Starbucks. But I used to, uh, not that it's been a lot of money there, but I used to just go to McDonald's every morning and meet these guys for breakfast. You know, we probably spent three or four bucks, but. You know, but then I usually eat lunch out. Yep. And, um, you know, we eat dinner at home most of the times. But, you know, if that all adds up, you know, and I don't drink the $4 Starbucks coffee. No offense to you Starbucks lovers out there. But, you know, if you're really trying to save some money, get the one that costs a buck or make your coffee at home. I mean, how much does coffee at home cost? A nickel. I don't I don't really drink coffee, but, you know, if you brew your own, it, it, can't, it can't cost more than a dime probably. So... Um, so you gotta be, you know, you just have to be smart with your money if you're, and you know, I know my dad, my dad, you know, didn't make a lot of money, but he, he saved money and, and they had a nice retirement. My, and my mom's still on retirement. So, um, it, it really depends on your spending habits. So, yeah, yeah, obviously it, it adds up though. And, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, like Franklin said, Ben Franklin, a penny saved is a penny earned. Of course, yeah. with inflation, that's uh, $25 saved is $25. <laughs> yeah, saved. right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it all adds up. Well, this is a, a great discussion. Now, uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? I know you're willing to meet with them. You have a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation, right? right? And we and we, we do. And we could do it virtually, too, if you want to, now that and when the pandemic's here, we, we've been doing these Zoom meetings or the Google meetings or I know I talked to my daughter over Signal. It's another messaging service that you can actually uh, see. And, and I'm sure there's other there's other ones out there. But we've, we've been conducting these meetings and I think people kind of like them and they don't have to drive in and things like that. So um, and that may be the wave of the future. People are like, look, I don't why do I need to drive 20 miles to come see you? I, I can see you right here. 
So I, I don't know how that's all going to work out, but that's one way of getting old of us. And uh, it's it's a little less intimidating. If you don't like us, you could really just <laughs> click <laughs> click and shut it off, right? So Sure, sure. Um, so um, in our office, 440-886-3550. And then the, I think the last, I don't know if it's the last one, but I always hear a, a rumor that Social Security is going to be broke. Oh. Can't, re- can't rely on Social Security. Yeah. Like, look, Social Security's not going to go broke. No. And as long as people are working, people are paying into it. So, so although people are, you know, you know, from your paycheck, there's money that goes into social security every, every, every paycheck. So you're paying part of it and your, your employer's matching the same amount. So plus the government's going to make changes right. uh, to keep it solvent. So I mean, you hear, you yeah, hear these end up happening. They could yeah. always just raise the social security tax. You know, yep. right now there's, there's caps on how much people pay into Social Security, so I, th- I don't remember the, the the hard number, but it's somewhere around, let's say around two hundred thousand dollars, and you stop paying into Social Security. So, well, they, the easiest thing, and I'm not sure it's fair to people making more, that much, but because you don't really get that much more out, but you could just take the cap off, right? Yeah, just you just pay, you know, if you make four million dollars, you pay on your four million dollars. So. So, um, that's, that, I mean, there, there's fixes out there and they could be a little bit more prudent about spending money, investing money, but I don't think to, um, but then again, if you think social security is not going to be here, then you need to save more. Yeah. Right? So, then then so, it goes back to the last one. Save yeah. More. Right. Yeah. So, so you really just need to be uh, as smart yeah. as you can on that. Right. There's one more I, I always hear and that, that we've, I think touched upon, but I think people always think because I was this way and then I, I've learned from you and from others that uh, this isn't necessarily the case. People always think that uh, their expenses are going to go down in retirement. People, uh, that's a rumor out there that, oh, you're not going to have to pay as much tax in retirement because you're not working and you won't have it. You won't be spending as much. So you don't need as much in retirement. That's yeah. a big one, isn't it? Yeah, because that that's just not right. So, so, yeah, that's way, not true at all. Way, is it? way I tell my buddies, like these guys, at, at uh, I kid, I kid about it, but I'm like, you know, when you were working 40, 50 hours a week, you weren't spending money. You were actually making money, right? When you right, retire, you were spending most of your time making money instead of right. spending it. When you retire, you have six Saturdays and a Sunday. Most yep, of my every day is Saturday. Most, yeah, most of my money is spent on a on a Saturday, right? Go golfing, go do things, whatever it is. Go to the store, go to go to Home yep. Depot, the things. I mean, that's your spending money days, Saturdays and probably Sundays. But I mean, look, plus every the cost of everything goes up. You know, they even say that when a, when a spouse dies, your expenses really don't change much. And look, you might be spending a little less on food. But like you still got your housing expenses, you still got your car expenses, you got your insurances. It, it doesn't really change that much. And as you retire, one again, you have the opportunity to spend more money, and the cost of everything goes up every year, right? So it's really that is a rumor you're, that you're going to spend less in retirement. You know, maybe I mean there maybe some people will. Um, but as a rule of thumb, I don't think that's a good rule of thumb um, because we see time and time again, people go on vacations, they travel more, they do stuff with their grandkids, they, they 
join hobby yep. clubs. They, they might even drive a little more because they're they're going other places. I mean, my my wife's uh, um, my wife she, she's at home and she's retired and you know she puts on fifteen thousand miles a year in her car. I'm like wow, I mean, and she's retired. So <laughs> where's she so, going? <laughs> I don't know. But, so you know, she does her garden stuff. She's got she's involved in stuff at the church and and stuff other clubs and stuff. So it look if you're active. Um, you know, a lot of people travel too when they retire. You know, you know some of these trips. You go on a nice trip; it's ten grand. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, vacations so, are expensive. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, when did when you were when you were working? When did you ever spend ten grand on a trip? Probably right. Very, you know, <laughs> unless you went to Disney for a week or two, right? But uh, you know, right. it's often that you. But a lot of retirees they go on a trip once or twice a year. It yeah. might not be ten grand every time, but you know, like you could find ways to spend your money. So, um, so those are some of the rumors. Uh, there's probably more out there, but I thought uh, we touch on some of them today. So, any any other rumors you think of, Tony? Uh, no, I think that's about it. I, I think we can we can wrap it up. That's a that's a lot, but yeah. And then, well, I mean, taxes in retirement. People think uh, they're going to pay a lot less in taxes. Obviously, that's that's one. Yeah, that isn't always true, is it? That isn't always true because people don't realize that part of their Social Security could get taxed. So you take yeah, up to eighty five percent. I've heard right. So every dollar you take out of your IRA, let's say you take ten grand out of your IRA, well, ten grand generally more of your Social Security just got taxed. So that ten grand you pay tax on twenty grand. Yeah, so, and a lot of people don't realize, especially if it's if it's a traditional IRA, you mean. Correct. But that's why people have Roths, because yeah. if you have a Roth, the money comes out tax-free, which sure. is nice, right? And, we, and we'll, yeah. we we can do a show on that, too, because it's it's really good time. Tax rates are low to uh, look at converting. So Yeah, maybe our uh, next episode can be on Roth conversions or uh, Roths. But, hey, great show today. Covered a lot of rumors that people need to avoid out there, not get caught in those uh, traps or mindsets, Chris. Uh, great show. Is there anything else you want to add for the listeners before we go? No, just call us at 440-886-3550 and check out our website at brooksidetax.com and uh, we'll be good to go. All right. Thanks so much. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.